This is episode number 111 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. Coming to you from points all over, I'm <laughs> Sal DiVincenzo, joined by my superstar self-distancing folks. Okay, stay home, folks. <laughs> uh, Sarah Fade. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> there's Sarah and there's Nicole. Hello. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so here we are. How are you ladies doing? All right. Okay. Quarantined. Yeah. yeah. So, what have you been up to this last yeah. uh, this last week? Doing a lot of walks, reading, reading. Yeah, I've read two books. I've watched three <laughs> movies. Yeah, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're hanging in there, and uh, you know, it is what it is. Okay. A little bit of housekeeping before we jump into our uh, show this week. Of course, the library is still closed until further notice. I know it's very disappointing for all of us, but um, it is still closed. Uh, but the best place to get updates uh, on uh, the status of the library is uh, via the website, mcplibrary.org. So uh, right on the homepage, you'll see all the updates regarding what's happening with the library's hours there. A reminder that no items need to be returned at this time. Just hold on to them. Um, your library card will also, if you have an active library card, it will not expire. If it's due to expire next week, do not worry. All library cards will not expire. Now, if you do have a library card and you're realizing that it has already expired, um, maybe it's been a couple months, you're just noticing that, uh, no worries. You can actually get that card renewed using our Ask a Librarian form right on our homepage. And again, we will put this also in the show notes. Uh, Contact customer service and they will renew your card for you via that form. Now, let's say you don't have a library card at all, but you live in our district. Now, this is very important. This is for district residents. Uh, We have activated a new service that will allow you to obtain a temporary card. Again, District residents only in order to take advantage of this. So there's a link that we will post in the show notes, but I'll tell you it here. It's mcpac.mcpl.lib.ny.us forward slash self-reg, S-E-L-F-R-E-G. Visit that uh, website, fill out that form uh, to get a temporary library card. Now you can also upgrade that temporary library card to one with full privileges uh, by contacting customer service using the Ask a Librarian form, uh, the aforementioned Ask a Librarian form on our website. They're going to reach out to you. They're going to ask you to email them with uh, proof of residency. It's usually a a copy of a, um, a recent bill. Uh, and then they will upgrade your card for you. I also um, highly recommend that you utilize our social networks to get updates and learn about what uh, great things we are we have to offer you from home. So we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And again, we'll put all those links in our show notes on how to get to those. And we encourage you to interact with us and uh, mention us 
If you have any ideas uh, of how to pass the time while you're at home or if there's a service or a movie that you really enjoyed, um, you're using the services at home, the library services at home, uh, then let your fellow uh, community members know about that. And listen to this. This is another thing we want to mention this week. Uh, This is for all our genealogy researchers out there. The folks at Ancestry.com have generously opened up their services temporarily to all patrons via remote access. Now, this is something that you used to only be able to access in the library. Now you can access it off-site. So uh, go to mcplibrary.org, select the databases, and then select Ancestry Remote Access to gain entry into this fabulous, huge database. Uh, You've got plenty of time at home. Why not research your family's history? And uh, that's the full database there, folks. So Ancestry.com, Remote Access, temporarily available. Thank you to the folks over at Ancestry. And uh, finally, as we mentioned last week, our podcast will continue to post new episodes every Thursday unless there's a major update. And if there's a major update that we want you to know about, like really important, we're going to break into this feed uh, and, and let you know. It'll be a short little update, kind of that breaking news, like you're watching TV and they break in, they say, breaking news. So we're going to do that. Uh, so please remember, very important, subscribe to our to our podcast and turn on your notifications. So when that does happen, you will get a notification that an update has been posted. So let's jump right in. We're going to do a movie chat this week. How's that sound? Good. Yeah, this is one of the three movies that I want. Okay, okay. so I got to choose this week. And I chose The Rewrite, and it's starring Hugh Grant, Marissa Tomei. Uh, we got some actually uh, some heavy hitters in yeah. here uh, as well. Allison Janney, Chris uh, Elliott. Yeah, Allison Janney. Yeah, Chris Elliott, J.K. Simmons, uh, who was in Whiplash. He's also in those Farmers mm-hmm. Insurance commercials. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this film uh, is Law and Order. Is Law and Order. Uh, this film is from 2014. Uh, it is not rated, which is very interesting, considering that there is, I think, one there's one mm-hmm. real curse in the whole movie. So, uh, but I would, if I had to rate this, I'd say PG-13. Would you ladies yeah. agree? Yeah, PG-13, PG. PG. Um, it is directed by Mark Lawrence, who has done a lot of uh, Hugh Grant movies. So tell me if you've seen these, uh, Miss Congeniality. Yes. Yeah. Miss Congeniality 2. Yes. Who well, is he was a Miss director. Congeniality? The director. The director. Yeah. And ri- the writer, yes. Oh. oh. Um, he also did Music and Lyrics, which was also a Hugh Grant uh, film. That's a Hugh Grant. Vehicle. Yes. Uh, Life see. with Mikey, which I think, was that mm-hmm. also a Hugh Grant? I think that was also a Hugh Grant uh film as well. No, I'm sorry. Life of I Mikey was Michael J. Fox. So um this uh, the gentleman who did this film is a uh he does mostly comedies. Uh and this one was uh listed as a romantic comedy. <laughs> Nicole yeah. being our romantic <laughs> romance person. Would you say this was a romantic comedy? Uh no. I don't I didn't no, there wasn't really no. that much romance. And no, yeah. there wasn't really that much comedy. I mean, Hugh Grant had like his good like one-liner. <laughs> it was like 
like he had some funny lines you know his he, being who he is you know what i mean like they sounded like the normal hugh grant lines that you'd hear um but mm-hmm. i don't think it was anything particularly yeah. romantic about it i think they kind of like shoehorned the romance in no. to, to make it a romantic comedy but i don't think that it felt natural i don't know it was weird and find their yeah. their relationship to, to uh whatever romantic yeah, Hugh Grant was very Hugh Grant was very Hugh Grant in this movie. This was mm-hmm. like classic Hugh Grant. So, what about mm-hmm. you, Sarah? Did you think this was a romantic comedy? Um, I, I felt like it was torture. And it was it. So that does this week's episode. <laughs> no, no, it was. If you like Hugh Grant and you like Marissa mm-hmm. Tomei, I feel like you would like this movie. But I don't. I do feel like it was a forced rom com. And I don't like rom. I'm not particularly keen on rom coms to begin with. So as you can imagine, I'm like watching this. I'm like, oh, this is not into my cup of any of my cup of tea. This was not even tea. This was terrible. Right? No. It was. It, I like. I like a Hugh Grant film. Like he's charming. He's yeah. a charming British man. So that was nice. Yeah, I'll give it that. Definitely charm was was a lot of charm happening coming out of his mouth in this film. <laughs> Uh, so let's, let's let's talk about what this film was. And and truth be told, I selected this film because it was on the first page of Hoopla Digital that said, you know. Yeah, I saw it too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I, and I, I but took. But I guess it was never released in theaters. It would just go straight no. to Hoopla. Is that like a thing? I, I like... don't know. It's, well, look. Yeah. It did $4.4 yeah. $4 million. To, to video. I assume it was like in super limited release. Yeah. Um, probably. Could have been released mm-hmm. in, yeah. in England. Maybe that was just what Hugh Grant paid. Yeah. Donated. Actually, to no. <laughs> um, and I could definitely see this being, this was definitely a movie that should have been straight to streaming, I guess. You know, if this was like a Netflix yeah. or something, straight to streaming would, mm. would have made sense yeah. uh, for this one. Um, but let's let's basically talk about what the film is about. The film is about mm-hmm. a a gentleman who is a screenwriter. He had one huge gigantic movie. Uh, what was it? Uh, what was the title of the movie? Um, Par- Paradise Misplaced. Paradise Misplaced. Oh, yes. Nice. Um, did fantastically. He won an award for it. Won an Oscar. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, he didn't really have that many great, great uh, uh, hits. So he, uh, he ends up uh, trying to sell uh, the movie starts off with him trying to sell new ideas. They're not, they're not hitting at all. So he ends up uh, being offered a job to be a, uh, a teacher at Binghamton university of all places back here in New York, Binghamton university uh, to, uh, to teach screenwriting. And that's mm-hmm. pretty much the first 15 minutes of the movie is him moving from Los Angeles, going to Binghamton, uh, university to do this and we meet all the students the character students we meet his co-workers and uh, and so that sets it up there um, the major part of this character I think is the fact that he is very um, I don't want to say anti-teacher but he doesn't believe that teachers really do a good job right make a difference yeah, they right. don't make a difference um the reason why he's doing this is basically he needs money i mean there's one point at the beginning of the movie where they turn off his electricity so so the guy's in trouble 
so he ends up going to to Binghamton. And I will say, this to me seemed like uh, the director obviously went to Binghamton University. Big surprise, <laughs> because this to me seemed like it was like a love letter to the to Binghamton, <laughs> a love a love letter to uh, to the university uh, yeah. because it's really painted in a very nice yeah. light, uh, which is absolutely. Yeah. Um, and um, Chris Elliott is in the film. Uh, he plays he plays a Shakespearean uh, a teacher who ch- teaches Shakespeare. He plays it pretty straight, actually. It's not very yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah. thought everybody played their roles in this film very well. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. not to jump to the end, but I think that <clears throat> this movie for me got saved by who was in it and how they played their parts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this was a very light, this film was very light for me. This, this, there, this, there wasn't, very, oh, yeah, was not yeah, a, nothing yeah. happened. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, nothing, yeah, it wasn't heavy. I think yeah. I think was, they could have like, if they wanted to do more, like they could have made it more about his relationship with his son or something. Like if they wanted to really like get emotional mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Cause there is like the plot line of how he hasn't talked to his son in a long time. And so, like, they could have, but they did. They like, completely. That was like such a no. side thing that like didn't really matter, and it, nothing happened really. I feel like it was they told the line on everything. Like they never really dipped below the surface or anything with any of the um, plot points. You know what I mean? Like there could have been several points in the movie where they could have delved a little deeper, or they could have gotten a little more meteor in any of those aspects and they didn't so it was a very like if you're looking for a very even keeled like background movie and this would be a good movie this is sort of you coming into somebody's life watching it and basically mm-hmm. at the end you kind of back out and you figure okay things will go on there wasn't a there's no villain really in mm-hmm. this film no. um there's no the there's no, uh, like you said, there's no real tension in this movie. Um, there could have been, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, one of the, th- the reasons why I picked this film was because it was within Nicole's quote unquote <laughs> range of, of and I have to, you know, it's 107 minutes long. Listen, I have range. I watch other <laughs> things. No, Actually, was- you know what I found out about myself? Like, during this yes. time, I actually am a huge fan of like survival movies. Um, so that's another okay. genre that I'm into. So, all right. Yeah, so you're into yes. So because we're all trying to survive, is that right? I maybe I don't know. I've always been, I've always been a fan, but like I, I was watching another one and I was like, I, I realize these movies, and I'm like, I feel very connected to I'm them. Really, is the prepping? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm prepping. prepping. Right, exactly. All the, all these years I watched these movies, I've been prepping. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. <laughs> so yeah, so so this film really, I thought was a good representation of what this guy was going through, but if you had to. On the outside, if since we're looking on it from the outside looking in, I really don't think he had any like bad situations. I mean, he right. Well, up, he got himself into a little pickle. He did get himself <laughs> into a pickle, and it's it. I'm glad you brought that up, Sarah, because I feel like the pickle was there. We saw the pickle, mm-hmm. right? It was a bad situation, mm-hmm. and they kind of just put the pickle back in the jar and just like put it back on the shelf. I mean, there was really no so so. Spoiler alert: 
uh, almost right off the bat, he has a uh, relationship with his one of his students. Um, we're not quite certain how old she is. We have to assume she's over 18, but she has a fake driver's license. So we, we have to assume she's probably under 21. So she's between 18 and 21. He has a, a relationship with her, like literally like right off the bat. Yeah, at a Wendy's. Like I did not understand. Like that was the wildest. <laughs> what? Like you know, the relationship started at the Isn't that where you pick up men? You pick <laughs> up men Wendy's, Wendy's. That's true. You do when you're in college. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. that was so weird to go from a Wendy's to the next scene. It did not track. It did not make any sense at all. It was so stupid. Yes, yeah. It went from baconator. It was a baconator. Yeah. Were they eating like double cheeseburgers? And now they're fries. Yeah. And then it was a relationship. Back yeah, and junior bacon. They got a four for four. Lost their minds and woke up and were like, "What happened?" <laughs> So he has really so so that's his first uh you know strike. His second strike is when meeting his coworkers, he uh insults pretty much the head of the ethics committee of yeah. the uh That was good. That was enjoyable to watch. Like I mean, honestly, he should have been fired. Yeah, oh sure. Like Yeah. And again, he should have been fired. He sh- a lot of things should have happened in this movie that right. do not happen in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he like touches her. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Jenny, I mean, like, yeah. Uh, I can't do that. Yeah, he does a lot of things, and there are a lot of things that happen in this movie. Like I, like we said, um, that um, that should have brought this film into a different direction. And rather mm-hmm. than making it heavy, it just kind of like brushed it away and kept the story going. That's what I like to do with my life. Anything heavy, I'm like mortgage bill. Let's just brush that to the side. <laughs> let's put that pickle back in that jar. <laughs> <laughs> What ends up happening is uh, obviously the re- the resolution here is that you know uh, Hugh Grant's character ends up enjoying ends up enjoying teaching and Binghamton um, decides to uh, and decides to do that as his as his job moving forward. Um, we get little hints at the end that perhaps there's a chance that he's going to have um, some uh, say in a in a uh in a film that one of his students actually wrote this really great screenplay mm-hmm. he gets his agent involved the, the kid sells the screenplay um and and it's interesting just to to mention this part i was i kept waiting for hugh grant's character um uh who's his name is keith michaels i i keep i kept that's I kept his wait- name keith i did Michael. not know his name yes <laughs> I keep, I, I keep waiting. I was, I was waiting for him to turn into the villain. I was waiting him for him Aww. to do something wrong and then have to redeem himself. Um, but mm. just the, just the inappropriate relationship was the only real thing. And then perhaps you know, having such a poor opinion of teachers, he redeems himself at the end on both those counts. I kept waiting for him to steal this kid's screenplay mm, or right, pass right. it off for himself. Right. And yeah. again, that doesn't yeah. happen. Nothing happens no. in this movie. Everything. <laughs> Nothing happens. Now that being said, well, he 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 likes being uh, a teacher. He has a change of heart. That being said, <laughs> that's so weird. Sure. So I think we, I think we all that little thing, that little chestnut. I think we can all agree nothing happens in this film. Right. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. But for me, especially at, at the time that we're in right now, you know, we're all at home. We're kind of you know s- stuck waiting for 
something to happen here. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, this was the perfect, um, for me, it was the perfect um, diversion uh, spending, mm-hmm. uh, you know, about a, an hour and a half sitting on my couch watching this film uh, was perfect. There was, that mm-hmm. being said, if I went into this film expecting something more than what it was, mm-hmm. I would be greatly disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, this film, while I thought well-written and well-acted, um, like I think you both said, it doesn't dig any deeper than it could have. It yeah. doesn't, um, it doesn't, at the end of the day, it's cute, I think. It's cute, quote-unquote cute, but it did not change my life in any way. It it didn't, it didn't mm. even, I kind of felt there was a lot of moments in this film where the, um, where the, uh, the writer, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, Mark Lawrence, uh, was kind of, um, uh, talking about how screenplays are written and kind of giving you like a little behind the scenes, but it really mm. doesn't go that deep either. You know, I mean, there's mm-hmm. not, there, there aren't even any like tongue in cheek or, you know, like Easter eggs that I think, um, a screenwriter might say, oh, he's talking about that. It's really, everything is very obvious here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's... I don't know, that's like these actors like were bored, and they're like, let's just do something quick, and they did this in like two days. Like, it just, it's not anything... Like, they were like relying on Hugh Grant being Hugh Grant to just like carry the whole thing all the way through and be his like charming self. Cause, and I don't think Marissa Tomei was... She didn't do anything. No, she, like, wasn't, she even, wasn't even that yeah, great in it. Like, no, Nicole, well, this is how the movie started. Ready? Hey, have you ever had a speedy? <laughs> no, what's a speedy? Yeah. Well, when I was in college, <laughs> that's true. There, it's just his entire. <laughs> it's his love letter to speedies, even more so than uh, <laughs> which speedies are delicious. I get it. I'm. I've never even heard of it. That's why I was like, what the heck is this? I thought you went to school upstate somewhere. I limited my contact with the outside population. I I self-quarantined when I was in Fredonia. Yeah, but still, you can add (laughs) E. Yeah, no, I went to one place that wasn't like... (laughs) Yeah. You went to one One place, place. that's it? Yeah. I forgot what it was called, Mm -hmm. but it was a place. Uh, It actually looked like that outside thing. It was like a little festival thing that they had and but I don't remember anything like no. uh, earth shattering here. Yeah. Well, speedies are good. I, I had them quite a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening and you have a library card with us, you can obviously go to hoopla digital. Uh, dot com, log in with your library card, watch this film and let us know what you think. Um, and I think, like I said, I think you'll just have a, a, a lovely, pleasant afternoon. And now that you know nothing's going to happen, you're not going to be sitting there waiting for something. Because that's what I was like, uh, frustrated with. I was like, so when is it going to happen? When, when, when is the movie going to start? <laughs> like, but if you kind of go in knowing that it's just like a leisurely stroll with this guy being Hugh Grant and like mm-hmm. coming to mm-hmm. teaching, you know, like you know, like little things, then mm-hmm. it might be a little bit more enjoyable. And let me not like sitting there being like, when's the movie going to start? And it's an hour in. Yeah. yeah. There's also is an illusion that there's going to be more of a relationship between Marissa Tomei's character and Hugh Grant. And it mm-hmm. is literally a yeah. three minute monologue 
at the end of the film that again doesn't really go anywhere there's no kiss yeah. there's no hug there's no nothing it's just you know it just no. continues on and the film right. ends but they have the the weird like cuz they have that weird fight in the in the restaurant which would have like built you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's like the it would have been now. something before yeah. that which i don't know was like the awkward carousel scene where they didn't even like sit next to each other on the carousel like she just like pulled out snacks from her bag and he just stood there like yeah. <laughs> all right and then it led to like this fight you know so say that's the relationship say and then like so then they have this like fight at her job at the restaurant which would then presumably lead to you know like a big makeup kind of like thing you know like that like a hug a kiss anything there i don't isn't. know but then nothing nope happens then he buys an umbrella at the bookshop and you know that's okay and for some people that's their speed and you know if that's your speed then this is the, this is the easy going walk around the block that's all that is yeah yeah all yeah. right so so sarah uh, any final thoughts and what did what would mm. you rate this movie on a scale of one to ten um <laughs> no i i'm not it's fine and i would give it um you don't have to be nice about it. You could just say what you feel. A five. I give it a five. Oh, so you know, I wanted to clarify because I was thinking about this the last time we did a uh, movie chat, right? And and I think I don't know how you guys think about the grading. You know, when we say like one out of ten, whatever. I don't think of it as like a, I don't like translate it's like a B or an A. I like to think of it like how many times out of ten will I watch this movie, right? So that's why like a lot of times if I give it a seven out of ten, that's pretty good, you know. So like that's how I think of the grading. You know what I mean? I don't say oh it's an A or a B or anything like that. So like <clears throat> you know, I would even maybe give it a four out of ten. So I don't know if I would watch this okay. four times. That makes sense. That's how I that's how I view the grading them because I know you guys are a little more like higher on the grades, but I don't like equate it to like a uh, like a okay like school. Grade, no, that makes you know? perfect sense. Yeah, that's a good way. Okay, Nicole, mm. this this yeah. I I I I, I <laughs> part of me picked this because I thought this was going to be a home run for you. <laughs> what would you <laughs> final thoughts on your grade? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'd like two out of ten. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like, like I said, it's some people's speed. Like you know, and like, and if I had no, well, you're you're extra critical. That's true. Cops, That's so true. I feel like right. so mm-hmm. if I knew going in that nothing was going to happen, and that we'd get a couple funny little lines at a Hugh Grant, he did make me laugh a couple times. Like the one time where he's like, "You have a lot of sides, like a Rubik's cube or something like that." Like that was funny. I laughed. <laughs> like he did say funny things. Um, so I definitely enjoyed that part. If, but if I had known that going in, I might have like rated it higher. But since I felt like I was a little bit like, we all were a little bit like, what's going to happen? When's mm-hmm. it going to start? That like kind of annoyed me. And so I gave a little bit less of a score. But, you know, mm-hmm. if, the, if, you, if you're into Hallmark movies, Sarah kind of mentioned this, uh, we were chatting, you know, and uh, she's like, it's kind of like a Hallmark movie. You know what I mean? That, that slow kind of like just cute little thing. Like I think I watch it for sure. What else are you going to do? So Sarah is a four, Nicole is a two, um, and I will give it a five um, Mm. because as much as I enjoyed the language, the the monologues, the dialogues, everything that was going on in the film, I thought thought it was well written. 
uh, I thought mm-hmm. that if you had to pull a punch with a movie, this thing wasn't even up. This was like all the way back, put it, your hands in your pocket and walk away. <laughs> there was a lot I thought that could have been uh, talked about. I thought that yeah. it could have gone in a direction that would have not been, it didn't, it didn't have to be cliche. Right. Um, I, you know, Marissa Tomei and Hugh Grant didn't have to get together at the end, but it would have been nice if there was like some more to the relationship than this very, very easygoing, lighthearted discussion between two adults that if you looked on it from the outside looking in could just be just a friendship starting rather than anything more romantic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, so I'll give it a five. I, I, I went a little higher because I think I would see this again, you know, if like if I was looking for something light to watch with my wife, yeah. I think I think I might watch it again. But uh, yeah, so that's it. Thank you so much for uh, listening to another movie chat. And I'm sure that with everything going on, we will probably have a few more of these <laughs> before we finish. We're going to watch a survival mm-hmm. movie next. Sure. Well, I think I think Sarah's <laughs> well, choice next. next. So okay. Sarah will have to come up with uh, with something and oh, it'll it'll be good. It'll be okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and Nicole will come up with a survival pseudo romantic comedy uh, of some sort. I don't know. Well, okay. Yeah, think about <laughs> it. That's your homework. So if you want to listen to older episodes or other movie chats, you could visit our website mcplpodcast.com. And there you can also interact with us by commenting in our comment section of on the episodes. Additionally, you know, you're all home. What are you going to do? You're going to email us, please. Podcast at mcplibrary.org. Tell us what you think of our episodes. Tell us how we can make them better. I mean, I can't imagine how we can make them any better than they are. Um, uh, but yeah, so email us and let us know uh, what you think. So for Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo, I'm Sal DiVincenzo. We will see you on the next show.